We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good with it? Lucky Lefty Podcast, prime time, right here on a Wednesday. Almost said Tuesday. The holiday is really throwing me off with this week because the fourth felt like a Monday, but it was actually a Tuesday, and we're right here on hump day, Wednesday night, and we're going to get into your questions and comments that we got from Monday's show because Monday's show was a hot topic. It is still trending. It's one of our highly viewed shows you know because i think there were some emotions some honesty um some facts that people might not have wanted to hear that kind of forced people to take an honest look at uh, what might be taking place with the notre dame football program specifically in the area of recruiting currently and moving forward and with you left you know going back and looking at what you stated in the first 20 minutes of that show. And then, you know, how you kind of wrapped it up at the end, uh, coming from you from a player's perspective and someone that has a degree. Uh, for you, one of the hottest topics I would tell you, I don't know if you know, uh, on the message boards, and definitely it was a hot topic, topic over at the IB message board. We'll get into it shortly. Before we do that, YouTube, Smash the button. Thumbs up. Helps with the views. We appreciate it. Then, exclusively at CFB Nation. CFBNation.com. Right? Did I just say the website? CFB Nation on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. My apologies. Lock in. We need your support. We need your downloads each and every day. Show your love. Show your love for the Lucky Lucky Podcast, as you've always done. We just went over 3,800 subscribers left. The climb to 4,000 is real. Like I said, we're going to get there. Beginning of the season, four stacks. We're going to get to five stacks. We'll keep going because Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. We already tell you, and you already know, audio edibles every day, home of the misguided passion. What else can we say? We spin it different, and we're going to continue to keep it funky.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Big time, talk about one of your biggest comments that came from Monday's show, Left. And something popped in my head. So I want to give you a chance to respond because there are a lot of people that disagree with your premise of when it comes to big time recruits, top recruits, Notre Dame not necessarily leading with the four for 40. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that the four for 40 is a great, um, a great thing to promote for the longevity of what Notre Dame could offer you. But for some of these guys and these type of crews, the 40 years needs to be conduced and reduced to a, a, a four-year visual for a guy like a Justin Scott, who's number one player, number one D lineman, you know his future is football for the most part. Present that four for 40 in a way that benefits guys. If you're going in there talking about yourself all the time, it just never comes across uh, as if you care about the other person. So, the four for forty is great as a standard. It's great as a, a um, it's great as a moniker, as a title, as a saying to have because it does have a lot of meaning behind it. But you have to to gear it towards uh, what's important for these kids coming into school. You still have to sell yourself, even though you have a attractive 
uh, quality that you have about yourself, even with, um, you know, when you're trying to attract the, the, the right woman, you may have a lot of money, but you still have to have some type of salesmanship, you know, to be able to acquire such, such things. So it, it, it takes a little bit more than just to have all the nice things. You got to have a little game too. Look, <clears throat> one of the comments that came back was a kind of, in a sense of, yo, when you're room in a room with a lot of beautiful women, or uh, and you're the short, bald, five foot seven guy, and all the other guys are the six one, six two cut guys with a gray head of hair and money is all you have, you know, man, maybe to get their attention, that's what you have to do. And for me, this is just me. I don't care what, left, you know how it's, we've seen this in high school. Left, how many times in high school did you see the ugliest dude pull the head cheerleader or one of the girls that everybody liked. There's some cases out there like that for sure. But they never said anything to him. Like everybody in the school loves her, but you never say anything to her. You never spit in the game. Here comes this dude out of nowhere. Like, how did he end up with her? He had confidence with what he had. It's not about just having four for 40. Like you said, left. How are you selling it? Are you selling it shaky? Are you selling it with confidence? Are you going into it? Feeling like that's all I have? Man, I don't know if it's going to work. Are you scared to engage on top kids early enough because you're trying to figure out, oh, are they going to receive it? Are they going to be NIL, all about NIL, and now you're behind the ball again, getting in on them early? It just begs the question, you know, where's the confidence? What's yeah. Four for 40. If, if, if you indeed are going to pitch it and lead with it, where's the confidence? Yeah, that four for 40 has got to be the joker card. That's got to be. Man. Our, that's got to be our, our, our full hand um, that we play every time because, yeah, it's a very valuable piece of information to know. But that can't be your appetizer, main course, and dessert. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, that tastes great. But it's that it's the appetizer. You serving the appetizer for the main course and then the main course for dessert? I don't, I don't, yeah, it's a good meal. But it's not hitting the requirements of what it takes to be that three-star or five-star restaurant that has a three-course meal. If you serve turkey and gravy the best in the world, I don't want it for three courses. I don't want it three times a day. <clears throat> we serving that up like the lunch ladies at the cafeteria at high school. The meatloaf special is good every now and then. Hey, that piece on Friday was fire, though, bro. I'm telling you. I'm with, telling the, with the you. butter cookie. And and that's what Notre Dame does every time. We we're like in and out. All we got is a burger. You know, and that burger is great. You know, you can only 
you can do so many things to it. Put tomatoes on, put mm-hmm. the onions, the light spread, well done. But but at the end of the day, if all you got is burgers, you know, these kids got bigger palates. Mm. These kids is like, yeah, I mean, yeah, the burgers top notch. But hell, some days I want breakfast. Some days I want pasta. Some days I gotta get a little soul food. And we like, but these burgers are number one. We've been around serving burgers before you was even born. <laughs> we the Burger Kings. Why do you want pasta? That's not what we do over here. This burger or get rich or die trying. Burger or die trying. And I think Notre Dame has to have some leniency. Man, get you some chicken nuggets on that menu, man. <clears throat> Just try it out. Just get some chicken nuggets on the menu. We know that's not your staple, but hell, something there's something in addition, there's something in variety, you know. And I think once we understand that, we it'll allow ourselves to expand and recruit. And right now, we're just a very stubborn child when it comes to this football recruitment. <clears throat> just stubborn. It's like, man, we it's a good and bad stubborn. We stick to our guns. We like that Raggedy Ann dog since the beginning. But you got Paul Troll now. You got Spider-Man. You got the Black Panther. And you still want the Raggedy Ann. We get it. It's tradition. But that new Spider-Man toy pretty, pretty bad, man. Mm You know, you can have both. We just happen to have one, so... For us, man, I really think that we just have to be able to get a little buoyancy in our in our recruitment, man. We're too straight up and down. Thank you, Adam Shipley, for your review on your yeah. food references. Let me take it somewhere else. Left, and you might be able to relate to that. If not now, no, you should, right, recently. Because in a few years, your little guys will begin their journey with preschool, kindergarten, and matriculate into first grade, into junior high, and then high school, on to college. They will receive a folder or piece of paper at the beginning of the year from their teachers, letting you and your significant other know, their mom, what's needed from a supply standpoint for your child to excel in those classes. Am I right? Yeah. It could, you need this type of glue. You need this many pencils. You need this many erasers. You need a folder. You need a binder for this, a binder for that. You need paint, whatever the supplies are. They're going to let you know this is what you need to succeed. College football is telling everyone in recruiting, these are supplies that you need to succeed and excel moving forward in college football. Notre Dame, unfortunately, are the parents 
that get the supply list and never go to Walmart, never go to the supply store. They wake up the first day of school, oh snap, and they try to find everything on the list at home. And instead or, of doing, instead of sending everything that the teachers ask for, they try to make substitutes. Like, oh, we don't have this type of glue, but you know, we do have this glue. And you can use, hey, here, use the crazy glue. Yeah, you know, you're supposed we to. We got crazy it. glue from your dad's, you know, tool belt, but they asked for Elmer glue. Right, really? You're going to send some crazy glue to class with a topper. That, for safety reasons, that's, that's smart. Notre Dame has their coaching staff out here ill-equipped to really battle and excel in recruiting. Period. And when it comes to the second quarter or the first quarter, and it's time for report card pickup, and you walk into that room, and as a parent, you sit down, and you don't see the grades that you think you should see, and the teacher says, well, he has a lot of incomplete work. He never has the supplies he needs to do the work. He's always asking somebody next to him for their supplies. And then you sit there and wonder why you're getting the results you're getting. Why are you looking at the grades you're looking at? Why we as Notre Dame fans are looking at the recruiting classes and situations playing out in front of our eyes that we're looking at. That's 100%. That's 100%. Read the room, man. Read the room. College football and these top recruits are telling you what needs to be on the supply list to excel with them. Yeah. They're telling you every year. And it's just not good enough. You know, it's just not good enough to be in the running with some of these kids that are top kids. We need to be closing on some of these kids that are top kids. We always say there's no more victories in being in the hunt. Uh, with the top kids, you have to secure them. And I think for us, being able to do that, you're going to have to give some bend towards what some of these kids want, or at least some of that attention towards uh, or acknowledgement that, hey, your needs are above our concern. We never put anybody in a position where we feel like we need them. Plain and simple. These other schools, they, they are not ashamed in their game. If you a top player, hey, they don't mind saying, hey, you are you are a guy. You're going to lead us to victory, be in the face of the program. They don't mind that. They don't mind that. We are just always too good to highlight our, some of our best players. Jalen Smith should have been highlighted more by the school. The school didn't highlight Manti. ESPN highlight Manti. The school could have made, man, they could have, they could have did it big with some Manti marketing on campus. Just we just talking Notre Dame. Hell, the year we went undefeated in 2018, the school could have did more in that aspect. It felt like another seven and five season 
when they went undefeated going to the playoffs in 2018. So Notre Dame has to embrace the love of the program and not just the love of the money it makes embrace the people in the program highlight the people in the program y'all make a magazine every other month highlighting something in some academic department and y'all put us on the front of the student paper it's not the same that engineer magazine y'all drop every month, they got all these new things we doing and all these new ideas and technologies that goes out to the whole alumni base. But all that's getting paid for through the football program. And through some good donations out there. But Notre Dame football, we got to do a good job of, of, of the school loving the program. Hell, it feel like sometimes the school treat us like an intramural squad when it comes to hell. They treat the intramural teams with a little bit more respect in terms of giving them on on campus media attention. So I think the the football program's got to be really step by step. I think if you look at some of the top programs, Ohio State is step by step with the with the administration in and of itself. Like without Ohio State football, you don't really get a good depiction of what Ohio State is as a standalone. They're just a very synonymous brand, Ohio State football, Ohio State. Notre Dame and interlocking ND is not synonymous with the football program. It's just not. It's Notre Dame, the brand. And then there's the Department of Football that they always highlight. They throw in a Rudy VCR or something like that. But when it when you think of Notre Dame, the football isn't the first thing. And the football program doesn't feel like it's the first thing. And that's what Marcus Freeman is trying to bring the two together. But as superstar power as he has, it's even hard for him to be highlighted by the school as the face of the school, as the face of the brand. It's more like he's like a damn near employee, like a teacher. You know how your gym teacher just is your head coach of the football team, but he's also the gym teacher. So you like, you know, you you work for us. You know, so I think plays into it. It plays into the frustration. Lucky Lucky Podcast. We're gonna get into some interesting things the second half of the show left. I have some some statistics. Because we're going to talk about Notre Dame moving forward, right? And, you know, I will say this, you know, we were talking about an individual recruitment on Monday's show. I will say this, interior defensive line recruiting in the 2025 class already with a big 300-pound down in Miami, and Dixon and Toe, it's much better than it's been. But that does not forgive the atrocity of what took place with Justin Scott. So with a lot of people, uh, we got comments asking for Marcus Freeman to be fired. First of all, Brian Kelly was 8-5 his first two seasons. Relax. 
relax. I also have something else for the people that Notre Dame consistently in the NFL up to 2018 rested between fifth and sixth in draft picks and players in the NFL left. Wow. Programs with the most NFL draft picks post-COVID, right? So this would be Brian Kelly's, basically Brian Kelly's last four classes, which we have told you begin to corrode the foundation of the Notre Dame football program. 2020, post-COVID left. You ready for this? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Georgia has 34, Alabama has 27, LSU has 23, Michigan has 22. But, oh, I keep hearing that Michigan doesn't recruit anybody. I keep uh, hearing Notre Dame out-recruits out Michigan. Okay. Ohio State, 22. Penn State, 20. Florida, they've been a mess over the last three years, 17. Oklahoma, 17. Cincinnati, 16. Pitt, Pitt left, Pitt left, Pitt, Pitt, Pitt. Terrible. Just terrible. I said the University of Pittsburgh before I got to Notre Dame left. Pitt. Terrible. After in the middle, the mid-2000s, once again, constantly being fifth or sixth, going back and forth with LSU when it came to draft picks and players in the NFL. I said Pitt left. Pitt. Did you hear me? Yeah. Pitt. It's just like. Coming in at number 14. Oh, no, coming in at 10th on the list. At 10th. 11th, I'm sorry. 11th on the list is Notre Dame tied with Pitt, basically, at 10th with 14. Now, this is something. Now I understand, left. We talked to Bruce Feldman, and remember he told us there were certain reasons and certain things in recruiting that he saw that led to the demise or Clemson taking a step back. Right. He talked about that. Clemson is behind Notre Dame in that same time frame. I, you talking about shocked? I was like, wait a minute. They, these numbers can't be right. Yeah. Clemson's at 13, left. 13, wow. 13, tied with North Carolina, left. And we know how North Carolina likes to give it up. They're tied with North Carolina and Kentucky, left. So, you want to understand what's going on? What's been going on in Clemson? 13. You want to understand what's been happening with Notre Dame from a talent standpoint? It's crazy. Just not good enough. It's crazy. 
and it goes directly to as someone said in the chat already and you feel like Notre Dame is changing Notre Dame will always give you the 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 picture of change to make you feel like oh they're changing yeah that's true. when in reality it's a facade you have to really ask yourself are there considerable changes being made and no one is asking Notre Dame to lower their standards. And dude, we're just asking you to equip your coaches and your staff and your administration with the resources that they need. That's it. And it's like, why are we asking when we got it? We shouldn't have to tell you to go do it when you're sitting on the money to make it happen. That's why winning has been a choice for Notre Dame. Not something we couldn't attain we just aren't willing to spend what it costs to, t- to do it. Mm-hmm. It is a very interesting conversation. We put the link to the podcast and audio edibles in the chat, lock in each and every day. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, subscribe on YouTube. We just broke 3,800. It's because of you. We greatly appreciate you guys. Man. Lucky Lucky Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We get ready to end this first session, the first half of the show, by saying that I do think things can change. Yeah. I, I think, and we'll talk about this more in depth, I think Marcus Freeman has showed with some of the decisions that he's made that he's identified the talent gap and certain things. I think they have tried to jump other teams and programs by improving the quarterback room. That's a, that's a big take. Right? For him that's to say, yo, we, we have to do that now. Transfer portal and then via recruiting. And it seems like they've done that. But Deuce Knight, <laughs> let me tell you something. It would be my suggestion 
that you don't lead with four for forty. Yeah, that's just that's, that's just not. The, I don't think that's the knockout blow you're gonna get. I think with Deuce Knight, it's got to be something to be the change Marcus Freeman has been coming to Notre Dame. Be that difference maker that Marcus Freeman has been. Be the same impact. Where this is not a regular recruiting cycle for a guy like Deuce Knight at Notre Dame. This is this is taking that next step in in the crossover of recruiting quarterbacks that other top quarterbacks feel comfortable coming to. Just because we got Sam, I don't think Sam is a signifier that up. Oh, it's the quarterback hot man. We gotta start running up at Notre Dame like they got Sam Hartman. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that's the same feeling quarterbacks are getting. A lot of quarterbacks are probably like, man, Sam Lucky, he got his little chance. I hope he does well. Notre Dame going to make him look good. But when are we going to get that, that Baker Mayfield, that 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 Deshaun Watson, that guy that's going to set off that room and be like, oh, if they got those guys over, let me, let me try to go over there and follow up something like that. Be around something like that. It looked like he turned a, a, a superstar into a megastar at Notre Dame. All of Notre Dame stars always come out from from under the grotto, you know, out of nowhere. You know, guys that popped on the scene and, and became an amazing, you know, developed player over the years. Give us that Jalen Smith <clears throat> Jalen Sneed, maybe. The opportunity to really uh, be an attractive piece at the quarterback position. We need mm-hmm. an attractive piece. Sam Hartman is benefiting. Doesn't make the position more attractive. It just means he's benefiting. What's our guy? Uh, our guy from Wisconsin, Jack Cohn, benefiting. People wasn't biting at the chomps to go to Notre Dame after Jack Cone. Even though we made Jack Cone look better, people wasn't dying to go to Notre Dame after that. <clears throat> so when are we going to get that piece where people are like, oh, man, if he went there, I can go there. That's Deuce Knight. That's Deuce Knight. Remember, Kenny Minchie called up there. You, you know Jeff something crazy left? Just to go back to that? CJ Carr? Interest in Notre Dame was probably peaked more by the guy he played seven on seven with and sat behind than it was Jack Cohn. Oh yeah, the guy we was recruiting got CJ was like, "Oh snap, Dante, you you on Notre Dame like that?" That's how we got because uh, if Dante wasn't as interested, CJ wouldn't be as interested. He would have liked it, or he would have came on later. But we leveraged Dante to get CJ, which Facts. is so. So it's Facts. so. No quarterback we've had except Ian Book was the last one that had a regular recruitment. I believe Ian came here because he saw me, Deshaun Brandon there. I don't think anybody was excited to be like, man, I got to follow in for real. And I think when it did come with a Phil Drakovic potential competitor opportunity, it was crushed. And maybe probably more 
damning to the whole quarterback world that we did feel like that to begin with. Mm-hmm. People was like, man, if Phil can't make it, we thought he was going to be the one. He ended up being who he is today. <laughs> so if they was like, y'all can't make Phil good, and he was number one, I ain't going into that trap. Look who y'all playing now. He got 2,800 yards, and he's the win in his quarter How? So it's been a very unsexy thing at Notre Dame after really Brandon played for 10 years. It's been unsexy at the position, ungravitational, ungravitational pull, like non-gravitational. Yeah, non-gravitate, like no, no swag coming behind that story in the quarterback room. Even Tyler Buckner, no lifeline. Drew Pine was more of a Make-A-Wish Foundation, you know, living the kids' dreams. They play they play all his baby pictures on TV of wearing a Brady Quinn jersey. I'm sick of them pictures. All them babies look the same, wearing number 10 jersey. I don't want to see it at the quarterback position anymore. Let's get a guy who didn't know anything about Notre Dame and just we just recruited him so well he became a fan at the end and he happens to be the number one quarterback. Let's try that out. Let's try. We had to win this quarter. When's the last quarterback we actually won in recruiting? We didn't win Tyler Buckner. Tyler Buckner had Harvard, you know, he had Alabama, and he had Notre Dame. We, he wanted to go to Notre Dame. Who, who have we really beat in recruiting to get a, a top quarterback? Really? Ev was the probably last one we was like, man, we really beat some teams out. We didn't think we was going to get Ev. That was almost 12, 15 years ago. Everybody else, including myself, it was just like, yeah, okay, we just get an offer. I took the advantage of it because I knew the importance of it, you know, but so I guess I can say myself because I was thinking about going to Ohio State and Wisconsin at the time, but still. Ever since, yeah, Brandon has been because we beat Brandon. We we actually okay. I would say the last one is Brandon because Brandon was Penn State, and we flipped him to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was ten years ago. Other than that, it's been like, oh, we offer you, you're gonna commit. Offer you, you're gonna commit. Offer you, you're gonna commit. No fight, and it showed up in the development. It's just been a bunch of, you know. Soggy competition. Mm. Plain, you know, chicken noodle soup. No celery, no celery and carrots, just noodles and, and water, and that's about it. No, no, no cilantro. Make broth. Yeah, you just putting you just like porridge. You just making porridge. It's been a porridge room. Nobody out doing nobody else. And we didn't beat out pit for Kenny. Kenny was like, shoot, let me just try to see if I can do better than this. <laughs> we didn't, Kenny we didn't looked at that class. Like Kenny college. looked at that class after coming from the Elite 11. It was like playing with big time it. receivers and said to himself, I'm the only four star in this class. Yeah. That's that's what happened. Yeah, so come on, let's get a let's get a regular recruitment going. You know, let's let's like a deuce night is a very healthy, uh, very healthy showing 
And he's telling you, he's telling you right now, it's Tennessee Notre Dame. Yeah. Like we it's, have it's Josh Heupel versus Marcus Freeman. It's Tennessee's it OC versus Jared Parker. It's Gino Gadouli versus that. It's let's go. Here's the battle. Here's the battle. And we can here's the battle. And if the only thing you throw on the table is four for 40, he going to Tennessee. It is what it is. As you can say what you want to, you darn right. Nico, I believe, are getting $8 million. You darn right it's going to be on the table for Tennessee. They so won. are they wrong? Are they wrong for putting it on Especially the table? Especially when it gets serious to signing day. They're going to be like, all right, just send a briefcase. Send a briefcase. Hit his agent up. You're going to have to get Notre Dame up out of here. They're going to start negative. They're going to look. Notre Dame can never have these type of meetings. Point blank, period. Mm. Notre Dame ain't, ain't, ain't doing what we're doing over here. We're the SEC. Come on, you see what we're doing with these guys. If I was Deuce Knight, I would just look at it from, man, listen, even if I go to Tennessee, you know, politicking, we don't know what the situation may be there. At Notre Dame, it's, it's really an open playing field. We don't have no dominant number one. We don't even know who's going to be after Sam next year. And see what number one in defense fans, this is the, this is the problem. Because that's that if that's the mindset, then that's a problem. Tennessee has another five star trying to go there, so we'll see how it all turns out. We could fall into Deuce. You're not about to fall into Deuce Knight, man. Got to recruit. There's always somebody. There's always somebody that's gonna be talking. Dude's night not thinking about he about to fall somewhere. Oh, he's like, who want me? I'm hot. So yeah, I mean, obviously Tennessee gonna recruit how they recruit. We just need to be able to secure a recruit. That's where we gotta step our game up because our track record isn't great. We've been taking guys that are not top five in the class. And even the one that was lukewarm couldn't stay healthy long enough for us. Now, if we go to Alabama, then we be damned. We be damned. And I'm look, I'm talking when I say you can't, Notre Dame cannot approach his recruitment saying, Notre Dame can be sitting there talking about, well, oh, McIntyre couldn't end up in Tennessee. So, you know. Let's, you know, he could just fall to it. Man, put in the work, man. I don't care what other quarterback Tennessee is looking at. Put in the work like he is the one. What are we talking about? All that information has zero to do with what Notre Dame's plan should be. Right. Zero. The entire staff should be all in. All in. Not to do what Tennessee is doing. Not to do what anybody else across the nation is doing. All in to do 
everything Notre Dame has the resources and capabilities to do within the parameters that they set. If they set parameters, fine. And if they do everything within those parameters, I'm cool with it. But when you don't do everything, that's a problem, especially for top players. That's just, it's just a huge problem. It's just a huge problem. So when I saw Deuce Knight on his visit, I was there. And when I saw that Gino Gadouli called him out from amongst the other recruits, yes. Well, you can't. Why would you do that? You shouldn't make him feel special. What? All the other recruits stood on that sideline. There was only one recruit that, that stood on the field next to Gino Gadouli the entire off practice. And that was Deuce Knight. Every recruit is not the same. Every crew's not the same. Not the same. So for you all you gotta teach a quarterback like he's a superstar. It's just period. So Jimmy. So for everybody that feels like Notre Dame shouldn't beg for anybody, Gino Gadouli was begging. He was giving special attention in front of everybody. He let every recruit know that day, this is that dude. We want him. He made him feel wanted. And it made a difference. It just made a difference. He didn't make them stand on the sideline with the other 80 to 90 recruits and their parents. They were watching practice? No. Hey. Hey. Get, yeah, get him. Yeah, bring his dad, bring his mom. Yeah, let yo take a picture with Coach. Take a picture with Coach Freeman. Yeah, uh huh. Yep, yep. Yo, what's up? Hey, Deuce. Hey, Sam Hartman. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, Kenny Minchin. Yo, these are the quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. You stand next to me. You stand next to me so you can hear the calls. You can see everything. You can see how we work. You can see how I coach and what I say. You stand next to me. That's how it's done. That's how it's done. And if Gino Gadouli can do it, if Jared Parker is on board, he's doing it. Because a lot of OCs could have been like, yo, what is he doing back there? Why is he on the field? I don't, I don't know. Jared Parker was like, okay. That's what's up. Chancey Stucky walked over there, shook his hand. Yo, what's up, what? Yeah, that's what's up. Elon McCullough. Man, what's up, what? Good to see you. Yeah, that's what's up. Everybody was on board. That's how you win big-time recruits early on in the process, especially at the quarterback position. 
And that, unfortunately, in my opinion, for a long time, it's just man, for a long time, hasn't been done. Hasn't been done. Sensational out there in Vegas. He says, I know if I was a five-star in every college, except for one, it's treating me like I'm the one, I wouldn't be picking that one. Me personally, I'm not proud to bed. Hey. You're Notre Dame. So if you're in a room of beautiful women and you just happen to be the bald five five, <clears throat> the bald five five guy. Begging is beneath you. Yeah, six six Georgia signing all types of five stars. <clears throat> six four blonde Alabama cut signing all types of five stars. You're sitting here trying to compete. You're five five ball headed, a little frumpy. Don't really dress up too much, but you got money. Don't really show it, but you got money. It's, 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 it's amazing, man. NC Notre Dame fan. NC, are you from North Carolina? If so, I have a question, a vacation question. You can answer, hopefully you can answer for me. Um, a great beach area in North Carolina. I need a really dope, kind of romantic, just good vibe beach area in North Carolina for next summer. If you have any ideas, hit me up. I'm just going by, you know, your name, hoping that you're from North Carolina. Now to get to your question. Um, I'm glad you asked that question. You should go search out the article in the athletic. I believe it was Bruce Feldman, Stuart Mandel, where they tracked. And we're going to get into this. Matter of fact, pause for the cause. Subscribe, YouTube, smash the like button. Because we're closing the first half of the show. Audio edibles, podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The link is in the chat. Go to CFB Nation right now. We are exclusively on CFB Nation. We are no longer on the Irish Breakdown feed. So if you want us each and every day, go lock in at CFB Nation. We'll post the link on our social media feeds as well. Because great conversation. We're getting great questions. We're going to continue that in the second half of the show right now as we lock in right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast.